Thank you for listening to the Highlander Podcast, where we have conversations about the past, present, and future of the outdoor industry. Thanks to Utah State University's Outdoor Product Design and Development Program for making it possible and for training the future product leaders of the outdoor industry. Learn more about the program at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Outdoor Recreation Archive, a collaboration between OPDD and USU Special Collections to preserve the history and print materials of the people, products, and brands of the outdoor industry. Follow the archive at Outdoor Rec Archive on Instagram. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode, Chelsea Morley, a product designer and developer at Little Unicorn, and an OPDD alum, talks to students about the role of a developer and other lessons from working on a product team. Yeah, just a little bit about myself. I'm born and raised here in Utah, just over the mountain in Tremont. I graduated from high school at Box Elder in Brigham City. Um, I actually have like a background in culinary arts and uh, cosmetology. Uh, I just have always enjoyed doing like things with my hands and exploring like a lot of creative, um, I don't know, things. I took a while to settle on what I wanted to do and. Um, eventually I, I have a really good friend that worked for Black Diamond and did a lot of, um, climbing and stuff with them and he wanted some friends that were outside of his company to do stuff with and he started forcing me into learning about climbing and canyoneering and stuff and so that's kind of where I found my, um, love for, like, outdoor rec and, um, gear and everything. Um, yeah, like canyoneering, um, I'm definitely a desert person, uh, do a lot of backpacking and Escalante and stuff like that. Um, ended up finding about OPDD like really early on when it was a new program. Um, hadn't even considered going to like a university until then, but you know, a lot of people get into this through finding a lot of issues with gear and, um, for me there was a lot of trouble finding stuff that was accessible um, for different body types, for, you know, uh, people who don't fit the normal outdoorsy person. And so I came here to kind of learn about that. Um, a lot of hobbies. Uh, I do a ton of antiquing. I'm like a dragon with its horde. That's uh, <laughs> what I do a lot of weekends. I play a lot of video games, play Dungeons and Dragons every week. Uh, <laughs> um I'm on the curling team here in Cache Valley. If any of you need like a class for just like some extra credits or you have like something you, like you want to get into something with like your roommates or whatever, take the curling class. I am really good friends with the instructor and it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, a little bit about my job. Um, you know, it's probably not exactly where any of you would think to find yourselves, but um, I work in the juvenile soft goods industry. Um, 
baby stuff, so to speak. Um, my official title, I'm the lead product design and developer for two brands. We have Little Unicorn, um, who we do a lot of like uh, bedding, um, yeah, feeding products, different things. And then Red Rover, um, which is more of a family um, on the go product, um, as we like to call it. I do a lot of backpack design. Um, but what I actually do, so I'm the product designer, I'm a developer, I do all of the print management, um, I'm a service illustrator, I creative direct over marketing, I set style, <laughs> and um, I make a lot of content for the company. We're a small company, that's kind of the nice thing about working for small companies is you can kind of get your hands into a lot of different things. Um, I'll just like this is a good example of kind of my work. So I designed the product, I designed the print on the product, I styled the room, I hired the photographer, and I did the entire marketing campaign. So um, that launch, that's our toddler bedding. Uh, it was my baby the whole way through, which was really fun. So just gonna briefly touch on this. This is by no extent like everything that you can do, but I just kind of wanted to you know, talk a little bit about um, what you can do with a degree in development. Our industry as a whole, there's gonna be a lot of overlap. Designers might move to development, development might move into design. Like you never know where you're gonna find yourself. And every company structure is a little bit different. Um, some companies, designers and developers, they're one and the same. Um, some companies, you might have a development job that's your full-time job, but they'll give you a couple styles every season that you get to design. Um, you know, some jobs are totally separate. There's a person that's doing just pockets. There's a person that's doing just zippers. There's a person that's doing, you know, just color. Every company is totally different. And so I think one of the most important things is to try to find like what works for you. If you're somebody who loves to have like a touch on every point, which that's extremely valuable to me. Um, I like working in a small company where I get to have my hands in a little bit of everything. Um, you know, if you have a goal company you wanna work towards and you're gonna work for some of those bigger name companies, you are probably gonna start with like a really niche like thing that they're having you do and you'll move up and up in responsibilities. Um, it's kind of for you to decide, but uh, I show you this just to kind of talk about, as you're developing your skills, think about what you wanna do. A really great thing to do is like constantly look at jobs that are way above like your entry level pay grade. See what people are doing at the senior level. Um, yeah, what people are doing in like higher positions or different positions than you and what kind of skills they're looking for for those positions and align yourself to develop those skills um, to be able to move into positions that you might be more interested in. Um, so this is all kind of like, hopefully you all know this, just kind of like technical skills, um, but I'll touch on it briefly. So digital skills, we all kind of know, but you're gonna be using a PLM software or some kind of software management um, as a designer, as a developer, as a product line manager, whatever you're all, like Centric, that's a really popular PLM software. Pretty much everyone in the that's making the product is gonna have some touch point in there. Your first job, if you're starting as an intern, they're probably not gonna expect you to have any experience in this, so if you do, that's awesome. Um, but as you start to get into those first like paid salaried roles, they are gonna ask about your experience in Excel. Like Excel is huge, we use Excel a ton. Um, and like smaller companies will use Excel as their PLM software, kind of depends. Um, you're gonna be working in Illustrator, you're gonna be working in Photoshop, again, kind of depends on the job. 
So tech packs, sometimes the developers will work in tech packs. Um, you know, you might have designers putting in their tech flats and then developers are putting in all the information um, about materials and fit and whatnot. Um, sometimes all you're gonna need to do is really know how to read a tech pack, but understanding tech packs is incredibly crucial to the process. The more you know about what other people are doing in their roles, um, the better off you're gonna be, you know? If you can understand how a designer works, it's gonna help you be a de better developer. You know, if you can understand the needs of your PLM, everything, that's gonna like push you to, to be able to be really effective at your job. Um, a lot of this, as you can see on this list, kind of centers around communication. And I'd say communication is the number one most important aspect of working in the design industry. Um, as far as you're gonna be communicating with um, you know, your own team, your developers or your larger design team, whatever it may be, as well as you're gonna probably have meetings talking to sales, you're gonna have meetings talking to logistics, and probably your CEO at some point, trying to justify why you really believe that you want it to be this certain way or make something in a certain way. And then um, factory communication is 70% of your job as a designer. Um, and learning to communicate with people from other countries is a hard skill to develop. It's not something you are going to know right out the gate, especially in internships. Some of you might be doing some sort of communication with your factories, but most of you won't. But those early jobs, you're going to learn pretty quick um, how different and really difficult it is to, to communicate effectively with manufacturers in you know, China, Bangladesh, uh, you know, Central America, like all over the place. Um, and with that, it's like you're forming like these relationships with people that you're sourcing all kinds of different things through, you're communicating with a lot. Some jobs you might have over a hundred contacts of, um, you know, manufacturers of something or people you're sourcing from that you're having to manage all the time. So knowing how to communicate clearly and effectively is gonna make a really huge difference for the job. Um, yeah, uh, one great thing about this program is we talk a lot about sustainability, and that's pretty unique. A lot of the people that like you're gonna meet in your jobs, they have backgrounds in like fast fashion or something like that, and they found their way um, into outdoor product, and we kind of come in like knowing some of the parameters that other people don't, and having the like ability and knowledge to um, teach them something new and teach them about things that you are so fortunate that you get the education on now, um, you'll be really awesome in like making a change. Um, I always say that there's like a point um, in design, whatever, uh, this world where you realize that you're kind of the villain. <laughs> it sucks because we all love making things and that's why we're all here, but we create garbage. Like everything we make is gonna be garbage one day. Um, so if you have great ideas for like post you know, post-life of the product, like a totally renewable way and like ways to reuse things, like that is awesome. And being the person in the company who says, no, like I really wanna do this the right way, I wanna make sustainable choices and sustainable decisions, that's how you're gonna change the future of the industry. Because if not, we're all just making garbage. Um, and then understanding, you know, good color theory, having a good sense of just design, even if you're not a designer, and then everyone like understanding how manufacturing actually works. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty key. There are a lot of people who 
they designed, but they didn't learn a lot about like manufacturing processes. Um, and that can make it hard when they want to do something and they're not understanding, you know, your manufacturer is like telling you, like we can't do this this way, like we don't have the machines to construct things this way, to, to build things this way, like having that um, knowledge of how things work, those sewing classes you're taking like early on in this program or manufacturing classes, just kind of knowing how to work with materials, whether you are apparel or soft goods or hard goods, um, that is pretty huge. So when you're applying for jobs, um, I know you've all probably heard all of this a ton because it gets talked about all through your seminars and everything, but networking truly is so important. Unfortunately, um, who you know often is more important than what you know. There are times you'll get skipped up for a job you're really qualified for because someone within that team knows somebody. And you will be shocked how many people that you knew from school you might end up working with. I you know, have a lot of people that I know that are over at like Under Armour who are like different years of graduation um, from this program who are all literally working on the same team now. It happens more than you think. So be willing to work together, like teach each other new things. Don't bogart your skills and think that that's gonna set you apart by gatekeeping anything. Um, be willing to share, be open to talking, design and development students like talking about what each other is doing, you know, in your day to day, like that's going to be um, really impactful on your career. Yeah, the people you know and everything's it's a huge difference. Um, posting on LinkedIn is a do as I say, not as I do, because I have like never posted anything on LinkedIn. But um, I am working the job, a job that I had an internship in when I was here in school. So I didn't really have to, but I have some really good friends that literally just got their jobs from posting um, on LinkedIn and like making connections with people there. And somebody that's a designer on that team's like, hey, we have this opening up, you seem really interesting, like apply and I'll help push you forward. That happens a ton, like it honestly does. Um, I know internships aren't required anymore, um, but I would highly encourage you to look for internships. Um, it sucks sometimes not getting to make really great money. <laughs> School's expensive. Moving across the country is crazy and expensive. Um, but there really is no replacement for um, getting that education while you're still here. Um, I, it's going to help a lot in the long run um, when you're applying for entry-level positions if you have some background um, on how to do things. Because in your internships, they're going to probably sit you down and make you go through like all of their styles and their uh, PLM software and just like input measurements and things like that. But just having that like background knowledge and being able to like jump into the job without too much babysitting, that um, that's really effective. Um, and like having related skills from other employment. Um, when I was a student here, I worked at the Home Depot in the merchandising department. And um, that actually like, did a lot of really awesome things for my position because where we're a small team I have to work with like packaging a lot um, and redesigning things to be able to like ship my very first project as an intern there um, it was a packaging project and we were doing stuff sacks and originally they were doing like cylinders and I was just like you know we can fit way more if we make these rectangular and I like kind of knew like good dimensions because just from that you know background knowledge of 
working in merchandising and it saved like our company like a ton of money on like shipping costs and everything like that. Like it had a pretty big impact. Um, and that's just from something that doesn't seem related. So, you know, if you can work like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, just for companies is customer service and like learning about their product and say, hey, like you apply it back country as a designer. Hey, I've been a, you know, a customer service rep for you. I, I know your product well. Um, that's awesome. Like having skills, honestly, from like working in a warehouse translatable, like just know how to utilize that and think about how you can apply what you know now um, into what you're going to do in the future. Um, if you have a portfolio um, as a developer, which like I, you know, it's weird and a hard thing to do, but I would recommend it. At least as you get further on when you have some projects you've worked on, um, it can help you stand out a little bit better. And then definitely for the designers, um, be very curated. What you leave out is almost as important as what you put in. I look at a lot of portfolios. I've seen a lot of student portfolios. And your ability to be edited, um, that's a, an important skill. You're going to be doing a lot of like, you might have a job where you're all sitting down and talking through 10 styles and you can only produce five of them. And they're all fantastic, but you have to choose the best. And if you're putting weak work into your portfolio, stuff that you did really early on in school that you know is not your best output, that's what they're going to look at. They're going to say, why would you choose to leave that in, you know? It's not always about quantity over quality. That's just something that I think is important. Um, and then, you know, you want a job that celebrates who you are. I think this is important because um, I think we get in this idea sometimes, like the perfect job. You know, people all the time will ask you, like, what's your dream job? What's your dream company to work for? And that can be great. If there is a company that you're like, you know that that's where you want to be, you know, look at their job posting, see what their designers are doing, follow them on LinkedIn um, and see what they're up to and try to adapt that way. But sometimes people can get too caught up in the glamour of a name and they don't think about how the function of the job actually works into their life. So like I said, I like to have a touch through the whole project. That's important to me. So I don't really have a huge desire to work at a huge company because I want to be able to see what I do all the way through. And when you're in a company that has a ton of designers and a ton of developers, you're only going to get a little bit of that and then it's going to move on. If you have a problem with that, you know, assess who it is you might want to work with. Um, you want to find people that, that m mesh well with you. Um, something that's going to like really set you apart at interviews is just asking really specific questions about the culture. Um, you know, don't just like go to the hiring manager and say, hey, what's your company culture like? What's your company culture like? Because you're at an interview, everyone's going to tell you it's great, even if it's not great. <laughs> like, you know, they would never tell you that it's terrible while you're interviewing for a job there. Um, you can be a little more specific. Um, you know, how much do I get interaction with other people in this company? That's something that I ask in interviews because that's important to me. Or um, what kind of like, Fun things do you guys get to do as a team? You know, some companies they get to do a ton of um, like traveling, like, and other companies don't. Uh, just think about like what values you have and ask specific questions. And if you can, ask them to the designers. It's pretty common to have like five plus interviews, unfortunately, these days. A lot of the time they want you to meet their full team, um, whoever you're going to be working immediately with as well as like the design manager, 
creative director, like whoever's immediately over you and everything. And, you know, you want to feel like you can mesh really well with like about 70 or 80% of the people that you talk to in these interviews. Like if you want there to be natural conversation, ask them about their hobbies, what they like to do, you know, things like that. Like you want to know who they are as a person, like who these people are you're going to be spending more of your time with than unfortunately we get to spend with our, you know, friends and family because that's the working culture in America. Um, so the most important skills that I think you can develop now while you're in school, feedback. Feedback is the majority of your job. Honestly, you will spend more time in meetings than you ever expected to. You're going to be in design review after design review after design review, developers and designers. A lot of companies, they put them together. Oh, apparently that press on. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, checking the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, from, some people ask like what I wish that I had done differently or like what I'm glad that I learned while I was here in school and that's like giving feedback all the time. I know you guys are doing reviews in your classes and you're looking at each other's work and to those of you who just sit silent, you don't think your opinion matters or like you're too scared to talk, like you are doing yourself such a disservice by not learning those skills now. Um, like being able to give like good feedback, positive feedback and things that are helpful, offer perspectives that maybe the person didn't think about with their own projects. Um, you really like, this is a very like feedback heavy, it's art, you know, art is subjective and it's objective and um, everyone, you know, can make it better by, by having their voice and you will be noticed if you're the person who is always willing to help, always willing to give feedback and be like really open to that. Um, having a learner's mindset, um, you know, don't go into things trying to be too confident and think that you know everything. Like ask questions if somebody's doing something you think is interesting, um, you know, ask those people how they do that. Get to know other people's jobs. Um, you can never know too much and you will never know everything. So, um, yeah, just try to have as much like collaboration as you can um, through all of your experiences here in school and in internships and in jobs. Um, and you know, I say be open to unexpected experiences. Never did I think that I was going to end up doing baby products. I like did. I don't. I was not raised around children. Like I have very little experience with kids, and I love my job because yes, I'm designing for this person who isn't me but that's great and also that's the best advice is don't make things for yourself, don't aim your projects for yourself, pick somebody who is like the most opposite person on the planet than you and center your projects around this person and getting to know them and that's really gonna help you how to like do this job effectively. Um, but yeah, like you never know where this career will take you, where you're gonna end up um, and just do, do things as they come to you and like be willing to do stuff that maybe wasn't what you had in mind. Um, so I said, this is cheesy, but teamwork literally makes the dream work, <laughs> okay? This is an ecosystem. You need every component to be working in tandem um, for like effective products to be created. If you're so dead set on making things your way and not working with people, you're gonna flop. You're not always right. <laughs> You're gonna be wrong more than you're gonna be right, and that's good. Um, failure is important in this job. I say failure, but 
you know, um, nothing ventured, nothing gained really is true. Um, you know, taking risks and, and talking through things with people. Like I said, communication is just, it's, um, it's the most important aspect. Um, I say get to know the people making your product and for developers that is like my best piece of advice. Um, your manufacturers know more than you do. Um, don't underestimate who they are, like what they know. Like these people have been making things and probably generationally, like the parents probably work for the same company or did the same thing. Um, take advice from your manufacturers, but also know when to stand your ground because um, they're worried about their bottom line and you're worried about your bottom line. You're gonna be fighting over pennies constantly, right? Like I like literally pennies, like I need this for like two cents cheaper because that's gonna make a huge impact on um, you know, the overall cost of the product. Um, so learning to stand your ground um, and be very, very respectful to the people you're working with. Don't underestimate the ability of these people, the knowledge they have and how much they'll use what they know <laughs> to screw you over plenty. So being able to, uh, to you know, know when you're being BS'd for lack of a better term and, uh, and being able to push back in a respectful way, that's important. Um, I'll briefly talk about this and then we can get to some questions. Um, I just don't think mental health gets talked a lot about um, and it's really important to me. Um, mental health, it really is critical to your creative output. Um, and in school, it's kind of a scary environment. I know because I felt it. You're seeing people and thinking that they do a better job than you. Um, you know, wishing you could do as much, but you don't know what other people have on their plate. You know, maybe, maybe you have to work a lot to make it, you know, through to pay your bills, whatever. And another person doesn't, and they might have a little bit more time to dedicate to learning. 3D software or something like that, but you probably have skills that they don't know how to do. Um, you know, turn your jealousy into a goal to develop something new. Um, and also don't be afraid to just ask and, um, you know, share things. If somebody, one of your peers is doing something that you think is like really cool and interesting, um, ask them how they do it. And if somebody does ask you, be open to helping them. Um, there was way too much uh, gatekeeping and whatnot when I was in school. Um, sharing skills is great and it's something you have to do in your jobs. Um, school's a little, like, well, a lot different than the real world and you're doing a lot of personal projects and we all hate doing team projects. Um, but actually everything you do for the rest of your life from the point of graduation is teamwork. And the more you can help your coworkers learn cool skills or they can help you, the better the whole team's gonna be for it. And when the brand wins, you win. Um, and then just, you know, make sure to like take care of yourself. Burnout is like super real. It happens to the most creative people out there. Um, knowing when to switch things up, especially when you start to get into these positions where you're salaried and your work hours are kind of like weird and you're managing your own time, like staying productive can be really difficult. And knowing yourself well enough to know like your peak times for working or when you might need to take a break. Um, you know, my boss, the creative director, he goes out skateboarding for like an hour or two some days because um, he's hit his mental load for what he can do for the day and he needs to just go reset it and knowing like, okay, if I do a little bit less here, I need to put in more somewhere else. 
Um, I even, I don't know, I like to work Saturdays sometimes. Like if I get way too burnt out on a day, I'll check out of work early, um, go do something that'll, you know, help me reset my mental load. And then when I have like a lazy morning, like sometimes that's when I do some of my best work. Um, yeah, it's a lot of managing yourself. You're not going to be babysat for the rest of your career. Like your teachers are kind of babysitting you here. Um, get to know yourself really, really well and what you need to get the most output. Um, yeah, does anyone have questions? Yes? Um, earlier in your presentation, you talked about um, understanding the facts. Mm -hmm. Is there like, a way that you recommend to understand better? Like, what do you yeah, there's um there's honestly a lot of cool stuff like on YouTube that you can go look at. There's um, Zoe Hong. I'm sure there's like some design students in here that watch her like fashion videos. Um, but she's worked in the fashion industry and talks a lot about tech packs, so she's kind of a great person to look at. Um, honestly, like if you're a developer, like so I hope in your design classes the designers are doing some tech packing. Um, you know, ask to, like kind of look at that. There was. Um, this gal from my graduating class who she was a development student and she ended up collabing on her senior exhibit project with a designer so the designer did the designs and then she went through and she did like the costing she did um, like all of the sourcing like obviously it was all like made up to a sense you don't know how much things really are in the real world but being able to like show that and visually communicate it is like super helpful so um if you do internships, which again, really recommend you do, um, talk to the designers. If even if you're on a development team and you hardly have any overlap, like ask, just ask. The most you can do, like for yourself, is like constantly ask about career development in your position. A good employer will try to help you um, when you have like reviews and stuff at your jobs. Um, you know, say, hey, these are goals that I have. Like, uh, I want to have more communication with the manufacturer, at least see that. So maybe they can run you through some email threads to kind of show you how that line of communication works. Or like, yeah, I'm trying to get a better understanding of tech packs. Like, I guarantee there's a designer who will take some time and sit down with you and, and run through the way that they make their tech packs at that company. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of seeking and a lot of asking. And you can always reach out to alumni. You can reach out to people in the industry that have been in here speaking. Um, we all love to help anybody. In, that is like if anyone has questions, like please email me. I love to do portfolio reviews. I am really good with resumes. Um, or if you need, you know, you want to talk through something that's kind of mysterious to you, I'm super open to answering those kinds of questions. Yeah. Is there something uh, that you would have like wish you would have taken advantage of in school while you're in school now? Right. Um, yeah. So like. Design sprints and things like that, like Chase does a really amazing job of like trying to create opportunities for you and um, just like taking advantage of those and getting the most exposure that you can to like anyone and everyone that you can get exposure to. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be super helpful. And then yeah, I wish I just would have like not been so afraid to like ask my peers about things. Um, like that it's great the community is the coolest the absolute coolest part about working in the design industry you just all get to create real things together and that is like so insanely magical so just you know don't be afraid to talk to people and 
like I said, learn learn those um, skills for for feedback early. Uh, if you ask like Julie or anyone, they'll tell you that I like could not shut up in classes about like I had something to say about everyone's projects every time, and like that's the best thing you can do for yourself, honestly. Yeah. Right. So um, a lot of the time, I actually, if you, I hope everyone has to take textile science, Do, like everyone is required to. That class is the most useful class. Like keep your textbooks, keep like all those like weird little things, all your projects that you had to do, because I cannot tell you how many times I've like looked back on them or even like emailed Amber to ask her questions. Um, but I do a lot of those like tests, like none of that's like fake, like that really is like you're doing a lot of that. So um, say I'm sourcing and because I work in the juvenile goods, obviously the manufacturers I work with are usually like pretty aware of like standards and everything. Um, so they can already kind of like whittle down what's fine and what's not fine. Um, but also there's different, most of my manufacturers are in China and they have different regulations for their products. Um, Anyway, so I'll do a lot of first-hand testing, and once I like feel confident about um, the performance of some materials or the safety of some materials, we send them off to this company called Intertech um, for testing, and they do all of the the safety testing. We like get crash testing done whenever we need to. Like we have some products that like go on car seats, and um, yeah, we do we do as much testing as we need to. And I read a ton of legal papers because it's definitely required for my position. Yeah. So you mentioned um, like thinking about the end of the product's life when you design it. Have you been able to like incorporate like creative solutions to like end up or like the products that you Yeah, so we're working on it. A lot of that comes from your material science. And I would say like, I mean, if you're working in apparel or soft goods, like a really good understanding of textiles, like knowledge and design and development of textiles is gonna get you really far. Um so we're implementing a lot of new fibers and um, like we had somebody that works for DuPont come and talk to us in our textile science class about Serona. I don't know if you guys have like talked much about Serona in this program, but um, it's like made out of corn and it's like totally renewable. And so we're switching a lot of our polyfill and our products over to Serona because I had that knowledge. I'm like always working on like eliminating plastic from the, um, from the project. I always think it's not enough to just like say, oh, I used RPET or something. Like a lot of design students will do that. They like focus heavily on a sustainability project, but they're only focusing on the sourcing of the material at the first hand and not what happens to it at the end of its life. Um, another good thing is to push for like minimal skew counts and colorways. Um, you know, there's CMF designing, that's an entire position, and there are people who work jobs where all they have to do is come out with like 20 new colors of something, but the less you produce, the less waste there is. So, you know, that's another good way, but just finding anywhere in your supply chains that people can make differences or um, like we're trying to move over to all GOTS certified manufacturers. And so there's a lot of different like ways you can do it, but especially like for design students, if that's what you're talking about in your design products, like thinking about like how much can you actually break this down and give it back to the earth or completely renew it at the end of your product's lifespan.
Yes. So in the city of like some oversight in your hands and like a little bit of everything what you do, is that something that started um, when you were hired at this company or is it something that kind of developed as like Oh yeah, it definitely developed and I am naturally like a weasel. I will like force my way into things all the time that is just a quality I have as a person and it annoys some people but it'll get you further in life if you're willing to just be like, I want to know more about that, I want to know more about that. Um, but I love doing like surface illustration um, patterns and stuff when I was here and I actually have like zero background. Um, in art whatsoever. I've never taken a single art class, but um, I just started sitting into all the print meetings um, in my job, like with the print designers, and just kind of like taught myself through them and like looking things up. And I make art like for 50% of my job now. <laughs> like, you know, you can teach yourself skills and like work your way into things. But yeah, you're not going to come to the table with absolutely everything. And that's why I say internships help because when you get into a a full-time paid position they're gonna want a little bit more from you as far as what they're asking for in internships they don't expect as much so being able to kind of get that is definitely helpful but yeah also like I said um, saying where in your life like skills are interchangeable um, is really helpful I like lettered in photography in high school and so I happened to have like a really good understanding of Photoshop and um, so that kind of like pushed me a little bit into like doing like stuff with graphic and marketing and content creation and now I um, like I do all the creative direction of all of our photo shoots and stuff like that because I was able to you know prove that skill and have that background. Yes? Yeah oh and if anybody like has questions about print design send me an email because literally could talk about it all day. Um, so I do, first and foremost, I do everything that I can to not look at other people's work. Um, I don't, like, my Instagram, I use that a lot for inspiration, but I won't follow other, like, product designers or, like, companies that are similar to, like, what we're making because I really want to be original. So I love to follow, like, I'll follow, like, floral designers, like, that make bouquets. I follow, um artists I follow people from like all kinds of different creative disciplines and use that for a lot of inspiration but I'll kind of collect inspiration get an idea for a print and then um, I'll usually try like a few different art styles um, the cool thing about like what we do at Little Unicorn is all of our stuff's like hand-drawn hand-drawn we do actually quite a bit in procreate nowadays but it's all like watercolor artwork and stuff like that so I'll like paint some stuff really poorly like I'll try different things like gouache watercolor like all these different things and see how I like it and then kind of develop it from there and it's like a crazy process like where you start with a print is often not where you're gonna end up like I might make like 20 plus iterations um, and sometimes they'll literally never go anywhere <laughs> and that's okay um, but yeah so paint everything, take it into Photoshop, clean it up, and then work on the arrangement in Illustrator. And all the time it's like, can you make these colors different? So sometimes I'm like repainting the artwork or just recoloring the artwork or redoing the repeat and everything like that. It's a lot of iteration. And actually let me, with like my last minute, say this is super important for everyone in this room. <laughs> um, you're going to do a lot of stuff you're really excited about, and a lot of it will never go anywhere. <laughs> and that is a really hard pill to swallow and it kicks people out of this industry sometimes or you know completely destroys their creativity but something that's really important to keep in mind is that you got to do that 
you know, some people have to sit and do terrible, boring accounting stuff all day long or whatever. You got to like design and develop and try new things and experience new materials and do all this stuff. And even if your style gets cut right before production, you might make it all the way through sampling, have like a completely developed, you might have prototypes with the sewing labels done, like everything is completely dialed and it's just not in the budget for that season or it doesn't make sense or you have too many styles in one category and it's gonna have to go away. Like you got to have that experience and this is what you get to do for a living and you learned something at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's still your project and once it's done and it's made and it's out there in the world, it kind of just ceases to exist in a way to you until somebody you know brings it back in your world to restyle or work on again so enjoy the process be appreciative of the fact that that's what you get to do and you get to have the iterative experience of the design industry and be okay with the fact that you know not everything you do is going to be seen by everyone in the world anyway i think we're at it's 12 15 that's our time do we have a couple minutes okay any other questions What's your favorite um, I would say that Wednesdays are my favorite day of the week because that's when we do our in-depth design review. I thrive for like the chaos. Like working with designers is insane because everyone like has an ego and everyone thinks that they're like smarter than everyone else in the room and that you have the best taste and like that creates like such an insanely cool experience. Um, like I thrive in fighting. Like there have been times where I've sat in like five hour meetings over the color yellow. Like it's like, no, like this shade is better than this. I like it to be more green. No, it needs to be like, that's honestly, it's fun. And it's a huge, massive part of everyone here's job. Um, so yeah, I love just getting to like look at everyone's projects and talking through what everyone is like working on and getting to give feedback. Like, um, but aside from that, like I really like the development honestly a lot more than I thought I would originally. Like I wanted to be an apparel designer. Like I was certain that's what I wanted. And now my job primarily revolves around soft goods development. I do a lot of backpacks, which like I never touched a backpack my entire time here. And making backpacks is like such a rad experience because you there's so many cool, like teeny little things you can do to make such a special experience. So like, you know, um, getting this source, it's like really exciting. It's like digging for treasure. Um, and then when you see things, I don't know, sample days are like Christmas. That's the best part too, is like when you get around to the time where your samples start to roll in, like I wake up in the morning, I'm like checking my emails to like go check all my tracking of things like coming over and seeing like when my samples are gonna be here because that is the coolest feeling ever. Yeah. 2014. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a little older than people tend to think that I am. Cause I, yeah, I spent a lot of years being dumb and traveling, so. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, yeah, so. For developer, being able to list some of your technical skills, that's gonna be good and that's gonna change like based on who you are. I actually think it's kind of easier to make a hard good development um, portfolio because usually you have like a lot of work that you've done in 
um, 3D modeling softwares and stuff like that. And like CAD engineering is like a massive part of that industry and that job, whether you're in design or development. Um, so having like examples like that. Um, with like development portfolios, um, honestly, like people will just like go through and look at how like you good you are at building out like spec sheets and um, if you have experience like fitting and doing altering, like if you work in soft goods or apparel, um, pattern making and uh, and um, fit alteration is like a super important skill to have. Like um, you're going to be doing a ton of that, especially like fit testing. So like I did projects in school, like my senior project, I did activewear for plus size women and like learning how to just like make a bra for like someone in the extended size ranging was like um, really cool and like I've interviewed at places um, doing all kinds of things totally unrelated to that who are just like oh like you can do that like that's a really good like I know you can do a lot of things if you're able to do that like really effectively and everything. Um, resumes is a lot about like how you sell yourself um, taking those like translatable skills and Somewhere in there, I put that passion is the most important thing you can do to set yourself apart. And I firmly believe that. Like, um, if you work with like people who they just think that they are like the coolest thing ever, yeah. and um, I don't need your help and I don't care, and they're so calm and collected and whatever all the time, like, those people are really difficult to work with and really difficult to grow with. Um, like, going in with like this unbridled enthusiasm for like what. Um, you're going to be working on is great like if you already know like kind of how people are making things like what their sales channels sort of look like um, being able to talk to that um, that's great so yeah I always I make a new resume any job like it I know it's annoying but like building a new resume and building out a cover letter where you're just like injecting it with personality so they can kind of see who you are um, that'll, that'll set it apart from those piles on the desk Yeah, so it's really hard to do freelancing as a student. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going to want some like experience behind that. It's kind of scary to like pay somebody who um, doesn't have anything to like show for it yet. Um, there's like freelance work for like kind of every aspect of this. Like I have done freelance development projects, um, but. Yeah, like learning tech packing, like Excel, I would say A, like if you're trying to figure it out on your own, being able to build things out in Excel, like you won't have access as a freelancer to a PLM software unless you're paying like, like sometimes no access or a premium amount. So learning how to like use Excel as um, like a tracking software and a PLM software um, is super helpful. Um, Honestly, like a lot of the time they want you to have like contacts with manufacturers and that's why I say like having manufacturer relationships early in your career is going to be super helpful because sometimes you're going to take those same contacts to new companies or if you start branching out and doing freelance, like you can work with some of those manufacturers you worked with at other jobs um, to develop new products for other people or for yourself or whatever. Um, so yeah, that one's kind of hard. I would say, you know, get, get some experience under your belt and... I know like freelancing looks extremely glamorous and like what a lot of people want to do, but 
um, there's a lot to be said about having experience. And so sometimes just unfortunately waiting and getting that experience is going to be like a big difference for, for getting those freelance positions. And freelance textile or pattern making like surface illustration is a really nice way to start getting into freelance work and getting the experience under your belt um, because like there's, there's like good money to be made in surface illustration um, and it's like an easy thing to do on your own. Um, like it can be way hard to manage development projects that you're doing freelance while you're also working like a full-time development um, job. Like it's a ton of work. You're like you email at night, you know, I'm like up at like 10, 11 PM sending emails to manufacturers and everything. Um, so yeah, like start with a little project. Um, as far as pricing though, I don't remember the name of the book right off the top of my head, but talk to Julie. Um, she has like a book that's, it's mostly like for graphic designers, but I use that to price projects when people um, come to me for that kind of thing. It'll help you determine. And unfortunately, one sad thing is people like hit you up on LinkedIn and like, you know, try to get like quotes. And I'll be honest, like a lot of the time people don't want to pay what you're worth um, and you'll get ghosted like you'll send, but don't like drop your prices or whatever for that reason. You know, getting, however you can get experience is good, but like I think the most important aspect of your first position is finding that person who's gonna kind of like teach you. Um, like having a mentor is like the most valuable part of that first position. Like you really wanna get into a place where whoever your direct like supervisor is like really wanting to help you like hone in your skills and everything. And um, like it's easy to think that you know everything that you have to do as a student. Like some people get really confident and think they have all the skills to, to design without any of the help, but you have no idea how big of a beast it is until you're, you're a part of it. So I would not say replacing like an actual position with like freelance work makes the most sense like really early in your career. Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast. For more conversations with outdoor leaders, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, watch episodes on the Outdoor Product Design and Development YouTube channel, or on opdd.usu.edu slash podcast. Follow along on Instagram at USU Outdoor Product and let us know how you're enjoying the show.